Do you think you can use your forensic know-how to do some investigating? Investigating? Obvi. Can I help? If you're willing to learn, sure, partner. Partner. I like that. I'm gonna call you Hoolahan. Partner Hoolahan. Good morning, Greendale. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And here are your morning announcements. Today we're talking about Community Season 4, Episode 6, Advanced Documentary Filmmaking. You know... Oh, I just had a panic because we don't have any what-the-heck deck cards. And I... and I Oh, oh man. Ah! What am I going to do know, over here? You know, Mike, it's been a minute since we podcasted. A lot has changed. You bought a house and moved, and I got married and did not move. You know? And I quit my job and got a new job. We're basically different people. Are you familiar with the ship of Theseus? (laughs) Yes, you replace a lot of the parts of me, but am I still the same man? Because I feel like a lot of us have been replaced, but not all of us. Oh, I see. And so, so <laughs> I this, this was, was basically get really weird. <laughs> th- this is you're saying this is not weird. What I'm talking I about you were right going here, like a sci-fi kind of like we've all been <laughs> replaced by the body snatchers, but not us, the podcasters of Good Morning Greendale. Uh, we are the two remaining people left on the planet who have not been replaced by the body snatchers, and we're coming hot live at you from our secret base at the North Pole. Um, <laughs> We are, uh, we are we're, we're barely we're, four seconds into our, our podcast return and we're always nonsense. We're, we're coming in hot. Uh, we hope all of you, um, if there are any survivors out there of, <laughs> of the replicant apocalypse, uh, we hope y'all are doing all right out there. And we're going to talk about a, a canceled uh, TV show from the uh, uh, 2010s. <laughs> To keep you all occupied while you huddle with your loved ones through the night as the replicants uh, try to kidnap you and replace you with their own replicant versions of you. We kind of directly went into a horror version <laughs> for our return <laughs> to podcasting. Did um, you ever watch the, se- the show Z Nation? No. Anything it with w- replicants or zombies, I'm a, I'm always a little concerned about because I've told this story on the podcast of the the uh, invasion of the bunny snatchers. I know I've oh, told yes, the story. Yes, yes, you have. I, I am not okay with replicants. Just not okay with them. Uh, so Z Nation is a zombie show, uh, and it was I watched the first season, um, and it was it was uh, pretty decent. But one of the characters is a guy who's stuck up at a, a like military base, like in like the North Pole, I think something uh-huh. like that. And so he's he's releasing out like ra- uh, zombie radio stations to like try to to like get in contact with any of the survivors. But it's just him up there. Like everyone else at the base is dead. So he just he he basically shouts into the void in a radio. Uh, passing the time and i feel i feel like i channeled that a little bit too accidentally and what i'm saying (laughs) is if anyone who worked on z nation is listening to this please don't sue me Uh yeah um i i guess uh we are gonna do outsourcing mike's bits though (laughs) oh i need a i need to it's been okay here we go (laughs) 
because I do have other pod decks cards to go with. Um, I'm gonna give a try. I have this red pod decks deck of Would You Rather. So okay. here's hoping that it's not as bad as the What the Heck deck was. Uh, but yet given it's the same people that made it, we'll see. So I'm just gonna imagine being the last two survivors of a replicant apocalypse, <laughs> and we're just like. Hey, here's this here's this deck. Would you rather uh, fight an elephant or uh, eat eat a, a banana raw without potato. peeling it? <laughs> we w- we both went weird places. That's fine. Hit me with this uh, first uh, you, inaugural do, good good shuffle. I gotta Hit me do with the that. good good shuffle. Let's see if it'll show up in the new studio. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, apologies you for a little do, echo on, on Mike's end because he's in a new place that has oh, yeah. not been sound treated yet. Not sound treated, no art on the walls, no nothing. So we're just going. But Ben, uh, we are going to do an eating thing here. So that's going to be fun. Okay, great. Ben, my good friend Ben, would you rather eat a whole bag of marshmallows or a whole jar of peanut butter at once? Uh, I'm gonna go with marshmallows on this. Okay. Um, I feel like I feel like both of them are gonna hit a point really quick where you're like, I've made a huge mistake. Oh yes. I feel like the just sheer density of peanut butter is gonna get to you faster than the marshmallows, and then at that point you still have to keep going. Right. So I think the marshmallows are going to be more doable. I think that by the end of a jar of peanut butter, I will want to be dead. I think either way, I will be, I think you will I will be, be asking the, the replicants to come take me and so I can become one of them. And then you will be the only person left uh-huh. uh, re- sending out your pirate radio signal to any possible survivors. God, could you imagine me having to riff by myself? Golly. <laughs> At least with you, I have somebody to riff off of. But me, it's just like, I'm going to go insane. Um, it's just going to be you pulling pulling out pod decks and being like, well, well uh, I think have I, you ever licked a battery? Well, like I, I said last time, not. no. <laughs> and all the, batteries, all the batteries have been compl- confiscated by the, the replicants. So. I love the idea that even though there's only one person apparently alive anywhere, I'm still recording editing and putting out this podcast which uh-huh. i'm assuming is still getting hits because people people's phones are pl- were plugged in at the mm-hmm. end of the apocalypse or whatever and they're just accidentally picking it up on 5g things that still mm-hmm. exist um and and for those no listens but many downloads i am actively being like i haven't licked a battery but i might now it's bad out there Horror story. You're the last person on earth and you're releasing podcasts <laughs> as a as some way as some way to be like maybe there is someone out there and then one day you see one download. That's that's a start. That's the start of a really bad horror mo- uh, movie right there. Um if anyone wants that, you can have it. Uh because yeah, I don't I'm not making that one. <laughs> I don't want to make that. Mike, would you rather eat a whole thing of marshmallows or a whole thing of peanut butter? I think you're right on balance, to be honest with you, because there's something about 
you know, like sugary things kind of bypass that kind of like I'm full feeling. So, I mean, people, Mm -hmm. sugar, I mean, sugar is so important to the physiology and the like brain chemistry that you just kind of keep eating it just because it's so calorie dense with all the uh, protein that's in the peanut butter. And also you're also dealing with the viscosity, the viscosity of just shoving a whole jar of peanut butter down your throat, spoonful by spoonful. I hope God, Oh God, I hope so. Rather than just, you know, drinking the thing out of a can depend. Well, okay. So here's the thing. If it is one of those organic peanut butter, that you can, that is kind of like separatable, like the oil and the peanut mm-hmm. and you shake it and you, you stir it up and it's a little liquidy and kind of loose. You might be able to get done with that. Like, okay. Okay. You would hate yourself. You would die. You would want to die like you've discussed. So uh-huh. I think I would go with the, the marshmallows because I'm almost, almost entirely sure I've done that before accidentally. Right. Like one of those things is a thing you can accidentally do if you're not paying close attention. And the other thing is a thing that you do because uh, your wife left you and you're depressed and you can't think of anything better to do right. than eat a whole jar of peanut butter out of sadness. Right. Like uh, it's th- like it's, it's two very I- different things. It's worse than the idea of eating an entire pint of ice cream by yourself, because at least right. at least that gives you something that like not like sticky in the inside of your mouth. I mean, like think about peanut butter on the roof of your mouth without anything to wash it down. Doesn't that just sound horrible? It just sounds horrible. Sounds horrible. Uh, Speaking of things that sound horrible. um, I just, I just pulled (laughs) my, uh, 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 would you rather for my own, what the heck deck? And it says, would, would you rather be taken and replaced with a replicant by the replicant army or do a podcast about community season four, episode six advanced documentary filmmaking. I mean, the sleight of hand on that poll out of the deck that I know that you have was very impressive because I didn't even see you move at all. Uh huh. It was almost as impressive as my segue into uh, the episode. Um, this episode <laughs> is the, is the Changnesia episode that I've been dreading for a long time. Yeah. Um, it is all focused on Changnesia, which I, I I will say that I really appreciate the fact that the writers don't know what to do with this either, even though they teed it up for themselves. Because it's like, he, Chang doesn't seem to know what a mirror is, because but he lost only the last six months or whatever. But And then they're like, it's just random, and which means to me that the writers thought, if it, the writers think it's funny, it's part of Changnesia. Right. Well, and I mean, we get to, jumping all the way to the end. We get in the tag like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to talk about the tag and then we're done. Uh, Got to go fight the replicant army now. Um, <laughs> this this part again, we talk about this podcast being kind of about community. This we're straining it this week, obviously. Uh, this week's episode brought to you by the replicant army. Um Wait, wait, wait. We're the last two humans, but it's brought they're sponsoring us? We got to we got to pay for equipment and hosting somehow, Mike. Um, but why would they enter in in the sponsorship is the question. That's I'm not I'm not against the sponsorship. I I I I can be bought depending on the person and the amount of money. All I'm asking is why did why are they doing it? Not like also I I'm clearly the amount of money worked. But why do they think this is a good idea? 
That's all I'm asking, really. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I've missed podcasting with you, my friend. Um, it is uh, it has been too long. It, um, is, it is a lot of fun. I like how let's have a just a real deep friend moment right here on the podcast and tell each other how much we've missed each other and it, missed talking to one another on this podcast. We're, we're the only we're the only two people left that we know of who have not been replaced by replicants. Uh-huh. So like we've got to really celebrate that bond. It's true, you know? and we have to do it remotely because we have separate safe houses. But somehow, uh-huh. somehow. We still have fiber internet for both of our safe houses. Uh, Wait, there, are the replicants running like the different places to run internet? And, and I've got How, a lot of questions. Replicants, replicants need to check their email too, Mike. So, um, I thought they had a hive mind. They had like some like weird. I guess replicant doesn't in, suge, in, entirely suggest robot. This episode brought to you by AT&T, the replicant hive mind. So anyways, (laughs) jumping, jumping all the way to the end, we do find out that at the end in the tag, we get Chang after spending the entire episode trying to convince everyone, including a, a very uh, hard to convince Jeff Winger. Right. That Changnesia is real. We find out at the very end, Changnesia is not real. Not that I ever believed Changnesia was real, but it does make me call into question of why this episode even exists. So I had a similar thought. I just want to point that out there. Because like, okay, you know, they're, they're, they're presenting this fake disease that, uh, in-universe is a brand new disease that people believe exists that is somehow am- a- uh, amnesia, but not amnesia at the same time. But it's also more like different ra- than amnesia. And it has random symptoms all over the place. Like including wow. not not uh, limited to including but not limited to not knowing what Changnesia is. So in a way, we all have Changnesia. We all have at least one symptom of Changnesia. You know, see, this is the thing. You, you, so many symptoms are shared between diseases that we might have one thing, but think it's another just because oh, all the symptoms point to that. But you really have this other thing. Okay, I'm going to WebMD. Oh, God. I'm going to type in my symptoms. Check my symptoms. Um, don't know what Changnesia is. I cannot wait for that. You know, if that actually shows up, I just want to give like the props to the people at WebMD for putting that in there. Uh, okay. Well, the symptom checker just wants me to point at a body part and tell me what is wrong. So I'm just going to type in search. Does not know what Changnesia is. Um. Well. Uh. I need to get omega three fats. Um, sure. Good uh, treatment. Yeah. Sexual orientation. Does your nose know? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Is that one entire sentence? Uh huh. It's an article called Sexual Orientation, Does Your Nose Know? Research say that sexual orientation and gender affect response to certain body odors. 
Okay. So there you go. I guess I can um, I can see that. Granted, I don't know how, what that has to do with the Changnesia at all. I don't think WebMD knows anything about Changnesia, which means that WebMD <laughs> has Changnesia. With WebMD having Changnesia, who can we trust? Uh, well, that would be the replicants, Mike. So, Dang it. Uh, this episode brought to you by the replicant episode. army. Um, anyways, so yeah, the the whole the whole thing, like, I'm not. It's not like at any point in the episode watching it the first time, I'm gonna be like, you know what? This episode about this uh, this, this NBC comedy uh, featuring a bunch of misfits going to a made up community college in Colorado has really convinced me that there is such a disease known as Changnesia that causes people named Chang to think that they're Kevin and forget everything else. I, I'm I'm a Changnesia truther now. I, I know. I know the truth. WebMD and its lies about the non-existence of Changnesia can't convince me. I'm, I, I believe it now. And then at the end, they're just like, rip that rug out from under me and uh-huh. be like, gotcha, sucker. Like, at no point was I going to believe this was a real thing. But so you were... I, I feel like it does undermine the very existence of the whole episode sure. to, like, have it be... To have the episode be explicitly about trying to convince Jeff and others, but a lotly... A, a lotly? A, a lot... Uh, <laughs> We have missed podcasting for for you, our listener. A a lot of it is about convincing that uh, Jeff that Changnesia is real, and then at the end, just be like, "By the way, <laughs> it's definitely not real." Uh, sure, like, it's it's weird, and I it it does it does color the whole rest of the episode for me. Um, and I'm just I I kind of question its its need to exist. Um, sure. I I first I I'm I was worried about you because there was a moment where it sounded like you were about to start changing on, and I didn't I didn't like that. Um, but no, I I I'm with you. But at the same time, like I kind of see like you can make that argument. I mean, you could. I I I don't know. And again, this is. I have had a decent amount of the rum and coke, the official spo- uh, sponsored uh, beverage of Good Morning Grill, not sponsored. Um, but like, I think any good twist kind of makes you have to look at what the media was before it to really say, "Oh, this is real, this wasn't, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. Whereas this one doesn't feel earned or thought out at all. Where right. something like, you know, The Sixth Sense, you're like, oh, wow, that twist. I, right. I definitely seen that movie, and I now I know all these other things. It feels like if you're hanging out with, like, a six-year-old, and the six-year-old <laughs> is like... Okay, I'm uh, already with you. <laughs> the the six-year-old is like, yeah, the um, uh, the Banana Man is real. He, and you're like, what? What's the banana man? And they're like, he's he's a man. Clearly, who, a man made out of a banana. Who he's made out of a banana, and he he prowls in the night to steal everyone's bananas. And makes you're, sense. You're like, oh well, if he's a banana, why why does he steal bananas? And and then the six year old's like, well, 
because he, he, he dies a little bit more every day. But if he eats the bananas, he, he grows more banana. And then you're like, wait, so he's, so a, banana he's a banana who eats bananas to become a banana. And then they're like, yeah. And like, well, that doesn't make any sense. And like, but he's, he's the banana man. And, and like, they just keep trying to convince you. Right. And then it's the moment you're like, tautologies. and then the moment that you're like, Okay, you know what? That's that's fine. Um, I I hope the banana man doesn't steal my bananas tonight. And then like, haha! I made him up. And you're like, yeah, of course he did. Of course, like you didn't, <laughs> I'm aware you didn't of ever convince no, me not being a banana man. You didn't ever. I've, you didn't convince me that the banana man existed. I, I'm a 34 year old man. I know there's no banana man. If anything, I'm the <laughs> banana man because I like bananas. Uh, you yell at a six-year-old. Uh huh. And um, and then to get back at the six-year-old, you dress up in a banana suit and scratch on his windows in the night. Um, because because if you're gonna if you're gonna play uh play this banana man game, you you you're <laughs> you best you come at the banana man. You best not miss. Um, I love the idea. <laughs> <laughs> that you buy a banana costume and scratch outside the child's uh, uh, like windows, as if that isn't going to cause major therapy bills later hey, on in good, life. Good, good, good news is that that child's never going to eat your damn bananas ever again. You're never going to walk mean, into the kitchen and be like, "Who ate my damn bananas?" They're you're you're going to get all those bananas. They're never touching a banana again. <laughs> I don't know if I want to in, inspire a, a banana phobia in anybody, really. Uh, let alone a child that may or may not be related to me <laughs> in some way. Um. <laughs> what are we doing on this podcast? Well, I'm trying to avoid talking about advanced documentary filmmaking because... It's, well, we're succeeding at that. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, the premise of the episode uh, is documentary about Kevin, uh, which is Cheng's Changnesia persona. Um, which do, I don't know how we want to go about it, but he it is revealed that he was named after a trout farmer's dog, right. and I have a lot to discuss about the trout farmer specifically. <laughs> so. He, the dean wants Abed to make this documentary because they're trying to get $40,000 from the MacGuffin Institute. A uh, fantastically named institute. Love it. In order to, uh, so, so yeah, if they show this documentary, they can convince the MacGuffin Institute to give them a grant for $40,000 to study Changnesia. God, I love which, the name. I'm sorry. It's the, it's the kind of inside baseball joke I expect. See, but see, here's the thing. I don't, I don't like the name because it really? is. Is it too it, much? It's too much because. Okay. Again, we're already in this in this like six year old talking about the banana man thing. Like, like if they're yeah, it's like I, I it's, it. it's, it's, like, it's really like elbowing you, being like, eh, eh, it, it everything's bit, made yeah, up. That's like, fair. It's it a bit a, much. It is it's a bit pretty, much. It is pretty heavy handed on it, but I do. I just love thing media telling me this is a MacGuffin. You kind of barely need to know about it or care about it. I kind of like, like I definitely, it. I definitely get what they were going for with it. Right. Um, 
Like, like the Infinity Stones, you have to care about them, but they're really MacGuffins. Right. So it's like, I do care about them, but if you just like no, like nudge me once about the fact that they're actually MacGuffins, they don't really matter. They just move the plot along. Just let me, just w- nudge me once with Ant-Man or something. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean and to turn this into Timeline Scavengers. <laughs> I will say, because you you did call it insider baseball, and I was like, I don't know. I feel like everyone knows what a MacGuffin is. But then um, I did actually, uh, I was thinking about it, and I did actually reference something as a MacGuffin uh, to my wife. Uh, Mm -hmm. My wife, I get to do that now. That's like... (laughs) I'm so proud of you. I was was there, and I was like, he can finally say my wife. That's that's the main reason you get married is you can do mm-hmm. the Borat thing. So the uh, secondary anyways. reason in America is to get health insurance. Uh huh. Yep. Um, because is, we live uh, in a health state. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. That uh, uh, hiding out from the replicant army is sounding a lot better now, huh? So I mean, you don't need <laughs> medical insurance in a, when you're hiding from the replicants. So I did reference, uh, I did call something a MacGuffin, and she didn't know what I was referring to. So right. it, it is, I, I guess it is a thing that like not literally everyone knows is like the the word for like the driver of a plot that otherwise has no real meaning. Right. So. Like anything that anybody's chasing after in a movie is a MacGuffin. Like. A thousand dollars or whatever, or the Maltese Falcon. Uh huh. Or, um, the Banana Man. <laughs> no, wait. He's, Welcome to Banana Man, the podcast. <laughs> the podcast Look, all just, about the Banana Man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a whole set of lore about the Banana Man, and it's gonna be, it's gonna be great. Look, when we have our true, like, our, like, audio drama about the Banana Man. All I'm asking is for an audition. I'm not asking for a role. I want to be the I want to have the ability to audition for a role. Cuz I yeah. <clears throat> I think I have a decent amount of voice like acting potential that I'd like to tap into to see if I can maybe not even inhabit the banana man. I don't think I have that much potential, but like, you know, an intri- like a, an a, an old-timey shopkeeper in the banana man uh, lore. <laughs> We've said Say, banana you want man. some bananas here in this market? <laughs> We've said banana man so many times that like it really it's really bored its way into my brain as like a thing that I said and I'm like what what am I doing with my life? Um, so here's the thing. I know 100% um here here's my plug to join the Facebook group League of Jeremy's because the image for this podcast 100% is going to be uh peanut butter jelly times banana man a hundred percent there's no way about mm-hmm. or no no way around it the dean wants this uh this documentary to be made so mm-hmm. it is mostly just it's another abed documentary episode like we've gotten before with um uh pierce uh in the hospital sure um in um abed did Abed made a, a, a kind of a, a documentary early, early on with his 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 uh, family troubles with mm-hmm. his mom and dad divorcing. I believe it was. Mm-hmm. So you know, we I don't know. We've, one of the two. We've gotten some. We've gotten some Abed 
documentary episodes. Oh, we and also so had the uh, the the filming of the uh, the commercial. Oh yes, the filming of the commercial because he does a documentary for the filming of the commercial. Right, and then there's also which becomes <laughs> becomes hellscape. Anyway. There's also, uh, yeah, so so we've, we've gotten a couple of those. And so I do feel like, and I mentioned it before, but this is kind of season four being like, hey, check it out. We're doing yeah. a community. Yeah, it and is. And so. It, I think it is the least successful of the Abed makes a documentary. Mm-hmm. But I get what they're going for because it does, it, honestly, if you, if Changnesia was a real thing or even if it was a fake thing, like if it was found out to be a fake thing, it's an it's a compelling documentary subject. So I get the the thrust of the episode. I just don't believe Changnesia at all, and then I'm justified at the end, which sucks. <laughs> I, 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 I you know I don't think it sucks. It's just like it's not per, like you can make that twist be like. Oh, I I thought it was a real thing because I guarantee you, no one watching this was like. Yeah, he's he he has real something. Mm-hmm. Because um, that I and I get you're you're in this weird position of like, how do we resolve Chang? Because he w- did try to kill people. A thing that Jeff keeps bringing up, uh, because uh, which he's no like, one seems to care about. No, which no is, one seems to care about. Which I do love Jeff continually being like, I keep bringing up that he tried to kill a lot of people. But nobody seems to care about this. Uh-huh. But I do because that seems that seems wild. Uh huh. I'm with so, Jeff. I'm with Jeff. There, there's a moment where he says, "You got to be fucking kidding me!" And I'm like, "Hell yeah, Jeff! I, you, you and me, same, same boat uh-huh. on this one." Like I feel, I feel like if they, if they had, I mean, I, I realize it's community, just like being extra about everything because it's what community does. But if they were just like, oh, he's got a serious case of amnesia, which, you know, doesn't really get you the same like MacGuffin Grant thing sure. uh, as as like a brand new, se- a sexy brand new disease. Like everyone, mm. everyone's interested in brand new diseases. Uh, we say two years into a global pandemic. I was just about to say we were all super excited about COVID-19. Remember when everyone kept calling it the novel coronavirus because it was new <laughs> and now it's just, yeah, it's COVID. It's, it, we got, uh-huh. Yeah. It's here. Hey, those replicants yeah, if, continue to sound pretty good. <laughs> if they were... Did they make me go back to the office? Uh, you'd have to talk to them. Um... <laughs> I mean, I think we're on the run from them, so I don't think so. So, but yeah, if they were just like, yo, he's got a he's got a very serious and rare form of amnesia, like suspend my disbelief just enough for me to be like, oh wow, maybe something actually is happening with Chang. Sure. And then do that twist at the end where it's like, oh, just kidding, he he doesn't have amnesia. Like Right. I would feel uh I would feel a lot better about that. Um anyways, so uh, Yeah, I think I agree with you there, but if you gave him just regular amnesia, you'd have to like this episode just doesn't exist. <laughs> like you have to there's n- the whole thrust behind this episode, you need to res- cuz cuz there's would be no reason to do the filmmaking 
because he has a normal disease it's, that it's, people this is, get. This is just regular old amnesia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, Jeff obviously does not believe this, nor should he. And so he sets out to uh, expose Chang to be a faker. And in order to do this, he has uh, Annie uh do some detective work and she teams up with troy and i love and you mean i i do i do love this bit like out of all the all the complaints and there are many that i have with this episode i love how uh jeff has annie do some uh forensic work she's like oh i got this so then uh uh Troy wants in so he's like she's like all right partner and he's like oh yeah partner I love that I'm gonna call you Houlihan partner <laughs> in Houlihan it's it those legitimately are the best parts of this episode that makes me very sad <laughs> like you know you know those those Twitter memes where it's like uh nobody and then just like a blank line absolutely nobody another blank line my brain partner in Houlihan like that happens <laughs> to me exactly all the time that, yeah because like I'll just be sitting there and I'll just be like partner in Houlihan partner like, in Houlihan it's it's now so that's good a show I, I, I love it I would I would totally watch partner in Houlihan I would do It'd a partner a I would do a partner in Houlihan rewatch podcast I mean I'd do a watch podcast I'd be a into the podcast I I would do uh, an audio drama partner in Houlihan. Yeah, I'm into it. So, and then I, I'd love the fact that Troy is like, everything that Annie does, I have <laughs> to, I have to feel the opposite because that's how they get stuff done on these kind of shows. And he's also shown to be right, which is the best <laughs> part because at when they go to the trout farm, and I don't know if you're like doing a po- plot reconstruction or whatever. But they go to the trout farm, and he no, does let's, it. Let's talk about let's talk about the trout farm, trout farmer. We're, let's get into it. You had the, things to he say. He goes into the trout farm, and he does the. You know, I don't think we're settled here. And he's like, and the trout farmer's like, "Fine, you got me." It's like they didn't do a damn thing, and you're just like, "Well, Chang was. I found him in the trout farm, and he. I used him for unpaid uh, labor for three months. Called him Kevin after my dog." It's like what is happening? You who uh, literally Troy just said, "I don't think we're all settled here." <laughs> it's wild <laughs> to me. Um but uh, but around the trout farm itself, I do love he he's like, "What do you think I am? Trout world?" And I love the universe of community having so much demand for trout that not only does it sustain a mega company like Trout World, but also this humble trout farm there are multiple trout farms with enough demand in the community universe for that to to, to supply that demand i love it i think that's what the real world should be more demand for trout this podcast brought to you by the trout council uh are you are you told? I don't start writing checks that you're not prepared to cat uh, cash by making a website for the Trout Council and a, a Twitter account. Some of us have dedication, Mike, and uh, I'm not doing this one. So you you gotta you gotta do it. No, that's fine. There is an Oregon Council of Trout Unlimited, so I'm assuming they're gonna just send us a check. 
Oh, okay. Excellent. Also, the Trout Farmer, uh, played by Mike Haggerty. Uh, he's been in a lot of things. Um, I, I couldn't tell you where exactly I remember him from other than this, but like, he's been in, he's been in a bunch yeah, of Yeah, he things. struck me as like, I know this man. <laughs> hmm I'm looking at his IMDb right now, and most of this stuff I haven't seen, but like he's been in ER. Oh, he's in a bunch of uh, Friends episodes. Not that I ever watched that. Uh, he played a bartender in Angel. Um, he was in Ally McBeal. Uh, Speed 2 Cruise Control. Oh, excellent. Well, what other, what do you else do you need to be in there? So, yeah, but he's, he's great. Um, I love his, uh, appearance as the Trout Farmer, uh, with, with secrets. The Trout Farmer with secrets. That's what happens when you get Partner and Houlihan on the case. You get those pa- secrets. Partner Houlihan. Yeah, I love, I love Partner and Houlihan. Like, it is hands down the redeeming part of this episode <laughs> like i i we start i started up the episode and i was just like just get to partner in Hulahan. just get to partner in Hulahan. and then it, it happened and it was like partner in Hulahan. partner Hulahan. sorry i i have i'm i i know that i've been a little uh absent in the uh the podcast right now because i've been reading about the, the Tr- oregon council of trout unlimited um so I'm just, you know what? They do not employ paid lobbyists in Salem, the the uh, the the capital of Oregon. So feeling pretty good, pretty good about mentioning the Oregon Council of Trout Unlimited. Although, who knows? I have not read all of their newsletter slash email archive as of yet. Uh, get on that for next week. So <laughs> I like how now my podcast has homework. Uh, the other, uh, way that Jeff is trying to expose Chang is he gives Shirley and Britta a camcorder and has them record literally everything Chang does ever for all time. Um, and, uh, of course, Britta immediately screws it up because she takes the camera, which is currently recording. She's like, how do I stop it? Right. Hits the wrong button leaves it recording and then when she goes to record she turns it off and then she stops the recording c- comes back on and uh, um, it's a decent enough gag but like it does contribute to the flanderization of uh Britta into just being like always making important mistakes and I mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of not into it yeah, and it's again, it's just like it's more callbacks because it's like, hey, remember in Blankets and Pillows when uh, she was a, a bad Civil War photographer? Anyway, sure, she also true. doesn't know how to do camcorders. Like, it is r- repeatedly, it is my biggest complaint with season four. Like, right. it, 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 season- instead of uh, generating new characteristics for these characters, they basically just hammer home the ones they already have. Right. And you know, we do we do get some good character development uh from some characters, but when we're not getting sure. that, it's just like, hey, remember uh when she was a bad war photographer? Hey, cool. Yeah, she doesn't uh know how to work a camcorder either. Like it is it is just constantly trying to remind you that it's community um in in ways that I just feel 
just a little forced. Um, right. Like, you know, I mean, obviously it's the same characters. And so you, you keep, you keep traits from previous seasons. You don't just be like, Oh, it's a new season. She's sure. a great photographer now. But like, but you don't have to hammer home like she's a bad photographer and she makes a lot of mistakes and she brings it. You can be like, you can put that maybe, maybe she's improving a little bit. You know, like you can, like you were saying, having character development, right? So, so, yeah. um, but this does lead to Jeff finding that uh, because she, Britta leaves the camcorder running, and when he gets the twelve hours of tape. Uh, impressive amount of tape impressive amount of tape um when uh uh, he gets the 12 hours of tape he does see kevin quote unquote uh uh, picking up the phone in the shirley sandwiches shop dialing a number and then hanging up later revealed to be his ex-wife's telephone number um Although to quote Chief Wiggum, five five five, uh, that's got to be a fake number. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, and Turns out uh, it is, but you know, <laughs> this whole this whole damn episode's fake. Changnesia's not real. Five 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 telephone numbers aren't real. You know, it's almost like I was watching a documentary, but none of it was real. It was like a reality show. Next thing you're going to tell me, the MacGuffin Institute doesn't exist. Well, clearly it does. All right. I think we've kind of uh, walked around it enough. I think we have to address the black face and the yellow face. <laughs> I know I don't want to do it either, but it is existing and it sucks. And and I... Okay, so I, I don't know what point I'm trying to make. And I'm very... I had an entire rum and coke, so I don't know if I'm making it well. But I do find it interesting that the uh, the D&D episode you know had Chang in blackface for drow but mm-hmm. kind of like pointed at it and then kicked you know had him leave but le- legitimately Pierce dresses up his hands in both blackface and yellowface but this is still available and i and i wonder what that means and I wonder it, what that what that says about this episode versus that previous episode. It is a weird call because I was kind of thinking the same thing because I I did not and have never forgotten about Chang doing his his drow face uh, right. in the it is, episode. It is unfortunately iconic. <laughs> I forgot about pierce's thing in this episode like i legitimate like he he pulled out his hand and his hand was right. doing blackface and Inc- i was like and whoa incredibly offensive like it's not even like couching it in the i'm a drow it's a i am actively doing blackface and yellowface on my hands and giving these characters racist things to say right and it is gross as hell like it's awful. It also doesn't serve any purpose in the episode except to give Pierce something gross to do. Because right. the idea is that uh 
because, you know, Jeff is trying to sabotage this whole thing. So he's like, you should do a presentation uh, at the when the MacGuffin Institute comes. Right. And so Pierce immediately jumps to doing his his character uh, blackface Senor Wences. Oh, man. Jeff is like, yeah, great. Do that. With the idea that even if he can't expose Chang, the the MacGuffin Institute will be so turned off by Pierce's uh, performance that they immediately rescind any sort of grants, uh, which does not happen. Pierce does his whole bit like it, we we yeah. get the tail end of it and he has performed it. And everyone in the audience is like, what the hell did I just watch? Right. Like no one, no one is impressed. But then it's then it's moved on. What did it what did it serve in right. the episode except for we need we need a reason for Pierce to be gross? We we want we want a reason for Pierce to be gross because they didn't need it. They just right. did it. Right. And it's, think, it's a very weird move. And I think that we we talked a little bit about this, I believe, in Advanced Gay when they had Cornelius around. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole idea was he was the butt of the joke, but it wasn't played enough mm-hmm. for me to feel comfortable with him putting the base of the joke because he's basically being a homophobic, racist asshole, but not being called out on it every time. Right. Where this one somehow feels even worse because he's just like kind of like, you know, the Dean is trying to to perform damage control and being like, oh, he prof- some weird dated race humor. Uh, and uh-huh. and it feels really awful for to have seen that probably back then. I don't remember how I was feeling around season four, but certainly now where it's just not okay you know none none of it none of it was good (laughs) and i just and i wonder i just that is the thing is it just that this episode scene is so ultimately inconsequential that they just didn't worry about it or is it that that they were like oh that's an iconic community we have to get rid of it like i i don't know what that means to me like people go back to D so that's they're both awful. Don't get me wrong. But I feel like, sorry, I and I'm pretty sure I am yelling. <laughs> Not meaning to. But there's something about this one that feels utterly, you like, unimportant to anything. You could have Pierce doing literally anything. You could have him like doing a weird strip tease and it would serve the same the same thing and it would be something different. Yeah, you know, you it's, know what would be actually really hilarious is if you we cut to the very end of what was very clearly supposed to be Chevy Chase as Pierce doing a strip tease. Like even if we don't see the strip tease, like being like, "Oh wow, Pierce Pierce went for right. it. Like and he it's actually, not, and it's not he, offensive like, in any way. Right. Like that, that would be amazing. Uh, it would be so much more amazing than this. Honestly, um, now I feel like I need to punch up things. <laughs> cause that, cause my idea is much better than what they had. Um, I think, I think for me, I feel like the difference is, is that, 
because and again, you're, you know you're right we talked about this in advanced gay where the the joke is that the the old guy is racist um or the old guy is homophobic or whatever and that's the joke like right um and it, it's a joke because we know that it's bad and thus that makes him the butt of the joke supposedly right. the the difference the difference i feel like between this and uh advanced dungeons and dragons is that in the D episode it is someone just being uh ignorant right. like oblivious they, yeah. they they made they made a decision the decision was wrong but <laughs> they did not do it out of malice right whereas this is like wow Pierce sure sucks a whole lot, doesn't he? He is a big old racist. Um because it it is it is a, a his act is something that is done out of malice. Whether or right. not he thinks it's out of malice is irrelevant. It's a thing that is done out of malice. And that is I I think why this feels so uncomfortable that they kept this episode in right. like it is and, a weird and, it is a weird call and and i think community has a whole lot uh it kind of brushes up against that line a lot um especially it, with Pierce's it really character. likes doing that uh-huh but i it's it it is interesting to me and it makes me think that you know, because D and D is such a popular episode and it has that portion in it. And this episode, frankly, probably is not that popular and has a more insidious bit in it that people were like, Oh, that popular thing. People will see a lot of that. And it, it, it literally has Chang in blackface. Let's get rid of that. And nobody's watching season four, episode six, uh, you know, like they were, it was a very data driven decision, but it, 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 it feels like a missed the mark for me. And don't get me wrong. I think that they could have been more in the, the show. They could have addressed Chang's blackface in a different way. And also we're talking about, you know, like full, like full body, mm-hmm. you know, almost minstrel level blackface versus, you know, you know, just the hand, but also you're, you're talking a lot about, you know, racist depictions. And I, I just, I just want to know how you look at, if you, if they looked at both of these episodes and said, got to get rid of the D and D, this one's fine. Or if they just said, there's a lot of people talking about this D&D one. It looks bad. Let's pull it. And I don't know what the answer is. And honestly, there's a lot of spectrum. And I know that I'm getting on people that are just trying to do the right thing. But this, watching that portion of this portion of this episode sucked. (laughs) Like, it made me feel bad. It made me feel angry. And it sucked. And... I want somebody to tell me why that was left on a, on a streaming network and the other one wasn't. That's, I guess that's it. I, I want consistency. 
That's that's what I want. Sure, I get that. I think we've um, I think we've addressed it though. Yes, uh, I don't think we so, need to discuss it further. So, anyways, that happens uh, needlessly because again, it does not it does not change anything. Nothing. It's, it doesn't. He could be strip teasing. It would have been the same story. It could, he could have he could have been giving a presentation about why he doesn't like bananas or the banana man, and it would uh-huh. be fine. I mean, I I wanna I wanna just cut to it's cuts to the end of him giving a presentation about the lore of the banana man. Um, I would I would or, die for that. You know that. what? You know what? Give me a new character trait. He just really loves anime, and he's talking about Evangelion. <laughs> like hell yes! Give me something new about Pierce. Pierce just got really big into Evangelion. Yeah, uh, hell yeah! <laughs> that I, sounds awesome. Honest, that see that would yes thank you <laughs> uh pierce pierce getting into heated online debates about subs versus dubs <laughs> oh hell yes <laughs> i mean certainly mixing them up from time to time of course but like yes uh-huh. that is the kind of pierce i want in the world uh-huh just be just be like uh like just have the line someone walks into the study room and Pierce is typing away angrily on a computer and they're like, Oh, finally doing some homework. And he's like, no, I'm getting into arguments with, with these weebs about, uh, subtitles or dub titles. <laughs> and then like, boom, that's a joke. That's a great joke. Holy shit. I can't believe that joke came out of your mouth. That's so good. <laughs> I mean, we, we are a, a, over an hour into this podcast and we're actually coming with real jokes. Um, just just uh that would be that would be amazing and then like later in the episode he's giving this this uh uh whole lecture to the the mcguffin institute about what the end of evangelion really means Yeah, exactly Um, because man i need someone to explain to me what the end of evangelion really (laughs) means uh and it's not going to be pierce but i do want to i do want to know what pierce's take is on the end of evangelion look at this point i think we have to write a spec script for the movie because this is going (laughs) to rule we can't i mean you know like i was about to say we can't do a a rewatch podcast on the movie if we are part of it but every actor has a rewatch podcast of the their most favorite show Pierce is canonically dead, so someone's going to have to find an old hard drive with his online arguments about subtitles versus dub titles. That's (laughs) better. That's so good. Which I know they're not called dub titles. That's what Pierce in-universe would call them. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I was 100% with you. Yes, absolutely. I just need this. uh, Like, I I would be like... (laughs) It doesn't even have to be Pierce. You don't have to pay Chevy Chase at all. You just have an... like. One of those like text to speech, one of the TikToks text to speech being uh-huh. like, when you get the dub titles, it doesn't sound right. Like, that's all you need. Like, hell yeah, that would be, I want this so bad now. Uh, I don't even know what the rest of the movie is about, but Pierce, it, there's a sub, sub, like a C plot about trying to maybe, okay, 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 pitch, pitch, I'm pitching. Somebody. Okay. Uh, let's go with uh, uh, oh uh, 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 Giancarlo. St- uh, what's his? What's the character? Oh, uh, Gilbert. Gilbert wants to turn Pierce into an AI, but he all he's got is all of the arguments on the anime forums. So as that's happening, Gilbert is trying to like 
get these through the AI to make it sound like make it make it pierce. But all that Pierce says, and it can be, again, the tech, the, if we don't want to get Chevy Chase involved, that's fine. We can get a, like the TikTok text to speech being like, you know, like talking about Evangelion and like Akira and stuff. I want this more than anything in my life. I don't want, <laughs> just, I'm writing, the, I'm, you know what? I think as soon as I drop off of this call, I'm writing a spec script and I'm going to send Excellent. it to Dan Harmon. Excellent. I'm sure he will look forward to reading that. Um, but yeah, so I might back just to the pop actual it in the Facebook group. <laughs> back to the actual podcast. Uh, back to the actual episode at hand. Um, I do feel like you know the the racism aside from <laughs> Pierce's little bit. Uh, like I said, it doesn't make any difference, and I feel like that is the big problem of with this episode, where it's just a bunch of things that happen. Yes. Like nothing is consequential about this episode in the slightest. Like the only thing is that Greendale gets some money that I don't think we ever hear about ever again. Yeah. It, and Jeff I, I, maybe perhaps kind of maybe believes that Chang has Changnesia. Like that's it. Nothing else changes. It's just it's just a bunch of events that happen. Mm-hmm. It feels like we're very we're just being like we're bursting into grades. It really does. Uh, the only thing I have to say is we I do love the new radicals. You get what you give. I love that song so much. Yeah, and now we so can go the, to grades. The well, the end of the episode is uh, we find out that the number that Chang was dialing was his ex wife. Jeff gets Chang's ex-wife and tries to kiss her to make Chang mad when Chang doesn't react, uh, as he suspected. Um, And then everyone hates Jeff, and he's a bit Mm -hmm. of a pariah. He's eating alone at lunch. And then uh, Kevin, Chang Chang as Kevin, offers to sit with Jeff. And uh, they they have a little moment of forgiveness, despite the fact that Chang did try to kill everyone uh, that a lot of people keep forgetting about. Uh, And then it does a a crane shot uh, to that new radical song uh, for the emotion. We get the tag. We find out that Chang is Chang. Uh And now he's got some unknown person giving him orders and then he throws his phone in the garbage and like a burner phone is like, wait, why did I do that? And grabs his phone. Uh, which is and and walks down the hallway laughing, uh, which is weird. Uh, and that is the end of the episode. And that honestly, means... it's not that weird for Chang. <laughs> well, it's weird to be run- going down the hallway laughing when you're trying to pretend to be Kevin. This is yeah, still in the middle of Greendale. He spent the whole yeah, episode but, but no trying to make everyone believe that he's Kevin. No characters of consequence are nearby. Just an it's, actor, it's, just an extra all just, the way down the hallway. It's just Neil. Neil's not going to do anything. <laughs> He's busy trying to have sex with Vicky in his parents' cabin or whatever. I mean, uh, which I hope, I hope that worked out well for him. I really hope um, it worked out for real Neil with Pipes of Steel. Hey, uh, Pipes of Steel, am I right? Uh, that means it's time for... Great! It's fine. This episode is fine. I I don't I I don't think I'm as aggrieved with the the fact that the entire episode's kind of a waste of time. 
uh, <laughs> frankly, uh, it's, you know, f- interesting things do happen. Um, don't love uh, the racist parts. That's a general thing, though, for a community, which is kind of sucks to have to say that. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, there there are some interesting, like, funny bits, mostly around the partner in Houlihan story, although I love uh, Garrett needing a Steadicam um, because he has this, like, weird wooden contraption strapped to him that's very funny, and then getting the Steadicam and can't, not being able to handle it because he can't stand up with it. It's very funny to me. Um, but yeah, it's an inconsequential episode because the only bit that really matters is the tag and the fact that everybody kind of believes Chang, but he Chang is not Chang is Shang and not Kevin. And he's doing some kind of spy nonsense. Uh, you know, it's, it's fine. You know, the fact that I just sighed, it tells me a lot about how I feel about this. I guess I'll give it a C. Uh, I feel like that's even too much. A C minus. A C minus seems reasonable. There are some, some decent bits. The Annie and Troy subplot is actually decent. I love the trout farm. I want to be on that trout farm. You know, the spike of production because using three months of, uh, unpaid human uh, labor is very funny to me and Chang going along with it is very funny as a concept to me but like it's it's inconsequential in the scheme of things I know it I know it it kind of builds up Chang as kind of a mastermind I just I don't it doesn't it doesn't work for me so I guess C minus is probably a good good grade for it but Ben since we were talking about your grades kind of in the middle of the episode, I want to I want to know more about it. This episode exists. Uh <laughs> <laughs> So we're in the no, same boat um, that this episode exists and is not a shared delusion. Um no, it's so okay. There there are some funny parts. I love partner in Hulahan. I I love that Troy gets so into it that he comes up with a name. Uh, he comes up with a name for Annie uh, right. to be Houlihan just because she calls him partner. And then this is not, this is my partner. Whatever. This is my partner partner. Like that's his name in this, <laughs> exactly. in this scenario. I love that. I love the trout farm thing. We skipped over uh, one of my other favorite jokes in the episode which is that the trout farmer has graphed out uh, the the trout production and also uh, his seasonal allergies. Um, and that's how he's able to, like, remember when Kevin was there. That's true. Um, and I'm like, there's just something about that just, like, throwaway of, like, I just have this whiteboard graph of trout production and my seasonal allergies. It, he doesn't need to be such a fully realized character, and yet he is. Right. And, um, so I, I, I do love that. Um, it's, uh, the rest of the episode is it's, it, it exists. Um, it's doing, like I said, it's doing that thing that, uh, I will, uh, I will definitely give season four crap about where it is. It is repeatedly just trying to point out that it's community 
It's another documentary episode. Right. Britta's bad at what she does. Um, Chang exists. Like, don't get me wrong. I love Ken Jeong. I really do. Sure. And I, I, I think he's great in this show. It feels weird to keep going so all in on Chang plots. Like, we just, we just last season got done with Chang takes over the entire school. And becomes a fascist not, dictator. <laughs> and becomes a fascist dictator. I'm not saying get rid of Chang entirely. I'm saying that by now a very Chang-centric episode where he is making up his story that a six-year-old would sure. make up about Changnesia. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of, it's kind of a lot. And so, and then, yeah, this this episode just doesn't have a purpose. And so, all of that, I'm I'm going to give it a D. I don't think it's a total failure. Like, there are parts that I enjoy. I don't outright dread when this episode comes up. Um, but like, as Boy. as someone who's a bit of a season four apologist, uh, if you're like, oh, but what about? What about uh, advanced documentary filmmaking? I'll be like, yeah, okay, I, you've got a you've got a point. I, I'm gonna. I think say, it's. I think it's a weak episode. Is I'm gonna what I'm say saying. you just damned it with fate praise of I don't dread when this episode comes on. I don't I've, because because I partner know. and Houlihan. They, they exist, but man, that damns it with fate praise. Oh my god, <laughs> it's like I don't want to be murdered when this episode comes on. Um, I mean, you know, it's, no, I, I it's watch I, I this episode we're... or be taken by the replicant army and be replaced with a replicant. And, you know, I'm, if given that choice, my new grading scale is going to be get replaced by a replicant to serve in the replicant army or watch the episode. You know what? I'm going to watch this episode. Um, is there any episode in community that gives you the opposite grade of, yeah, I'll be replaced by a replicant? Yes, actually. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was expecting, of course not, because it's still television and better than being replaced, but I'm wrong. I am. Oh, shit. <laughs> there, is, there is one episode of this show that makes me... Kind Hell of, yeah! Kind of look over to the replicant to army and be like, "Sup, guys? Here's my secret base. Come get me!" Come not get me, guys. Not this one. <laughs> uh, but it is not this episode. But we do want to know what you think about this episode, about joining the replicant army, about the banana man. Do you want to know more about the banana man's lore? Do you want to watch? a secret community episode featuring an AI that is Pierce making arguments about subs versus dubs on anime forums. I swear we, we take a break from podcasting it like builds up in us and we just like, it just explodes out of us when we get back in the studio. Oh my God. What a podcast. Uh, Would you rather eat a bag of marshmallows or a jar of peanut butter in one go? Um, uh, did we talk about anything else? We spent so much time talking about the Banana Man. And yeah, the there's a lot army, of Banana Man so. talk. <laughs> Just a lot of Banana Man talk. Uh, also, I I I fully realized that when I was trying to come up with, because I was like, okay, 
It's going to be the six year old's going to tell you a story about some sort of weird, sure. creepy, like creepy pasta sort of figure. Yeah, like salad fingers and then I, or something. Yeah. And then, and then I, did you say salad fingers? Yeah. I forgot all about salad fingers. And now I I'm can't believe I'm doing fingers. this at the end of the episode to you. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have cursed everyone at the end of the episode. Uh, so yeah, I was I was like I need to conjure up like a salad fingers type character that a, a six year old could make up, um, and then I panicked and then thought about uh, the banana Mister Banana Grabber from Arrested Development, um, which I think <laughs> does sort of hurt the lore of the Banana Man. Uh, so if you draw any Banana Hold Man. On. Uh, fan art please make it not resemble mr banana grabber it is legally distinct from mr banana Grabber. legally distinct um anyway send us your banana (laughs) man fan art uh you can do that by tweeting at us at good greendale you can find us on the internet at goodmorninggreendale.com there's a contact form you can send us a, a little message to let us know what you think about uh the banana man um or uh, being part of the replicant army um or i guess this episode if you really want to talk to us about changnesia um you can find us on patreon at patreon.com slash back to futurama hey everyone this is editor ben popping in uh interrupting recording ben there there are two different bens uh that's the sort of thing that can happen when you uh, have been absorbed by the replicant army uh which i'm not saying that i have but i'm not not saying that i have anyways uh we got so excited about uh, the Banana Man and all of the other shenanigans that we were up to. Uh, to uh, we we forgot to thank our new Patreon patron Alex Jackson, who uh, became a Patreon patron while we were on a break. Uh, you know, we were on a break. Like that's that thing from Friends. It's the only thing from Friends I know. Uh, but we were on a break, and Alex uh, joined the Patreon uh, group. So uh, thank you for that, and. Um, uh, we now return to uh, the other Ben, the the Ben who uh, records episodes instead of edits them. Um, that, uh, as far as you know, are are two distinct Bens. Anyways, uh, thanks. And we do have a fan group. If for some reason this community episode <laughs> where we spent more time talking about a made up character named the Banana Man, uh, <laughs> you can find our fan group put together by uh, our fan Laura. Uh, that is at League of Jeremy's on Facebook. Um, that's all the places I think where you can yeah, find I think us. That's, I think that's all of them. I, you know, I, uh, we took a break from podcasting due to life and stuff. You know, I think Ben mentioned it or mentioned it in the Patreon pre-show, but you know, we've, we've had a lot of life events happening with moving and marriages and COVID. Ship of Theseus. That's us, baby. That's us. Um, but we, Oh yeah, you, you had COVID during that time. I did. I did have COVID. <laughs> I forgot. Uh, that was, that was part I, of the whole thing. That was part of the whole thing. I am better now. Um, uh, but I do want to thank everybody for sticking with us and boy, I hope we repaid you with just the most nonsense possible. Uh, we really appreciate everybody uh, coming with us on this journey of nonsense. And uh, I hope you enjoyed the show and I hope it put a smile on your face and I uh, hope you, yeah, I hope you have a good one. And uh, Hey, also I've, I've started doing ring my bell episodes again. So if you 
want to listen to my weird podcast about uh, talking to people about what they like to eat at Taco Bell and how they like to jerk off. Uh, real podcasts that I definitely do make. Uh, some people, some people who listen to this podcast thought I was joking every oh, no. time we brought it up. It's oh, a very no. real podcast. It is a very real podcast. Um, what is it? Sexandlasers.com? Ringmybell.sexandlasers.com. I've started doing more episodes of that again. Uh, I got a new episode out with a uh, fan of this show, Nate. Uh, he's the one who famously has never said he doesn't eat babies. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, did not say that he doesn't eat babies on that podcast either. Uh, the and, jury's and still out. It's true. Uh, and I often guest on on things. Uh, I, I, I at some point I will have a timeline scavengers uh, guest run. Keep it locked to our Twitter. I generally post it there so that you can listen to me make weird jokes about Marvel stuff instead of Community. Uh, look at us be having plugs for things like real big boy podcasters. I know we're like we're um, almost like big boy podcasters. And until next time, when we talk about. An episode that has a whole lot less to do with Changnesia and hopefully doesn't have any blackface in it. Uh, we don't remember, so we'll find out. <laughs> I don't remember enough about season four to to 100% say that it does not. I know uh, there's a puppet one. Is is next week the puppet one? <laughs> uh, I think we've got a few weeks for until the puppet one. Um, is the puppet one the one that makes me want to get replaced by a replicant in the Ooh. replicant army? We'll find out when we talk about the puppet one. Uh, until then, until we next week when we talk about a non-Changnesia, non-puppet episode, I've been Ben. And I've been Mike. I, I wish, wish you luck. luck.